up everybody i am not alone today we are back welcome to real chronicles brought to you by realtalking.com i am your host david i am joined with today brian what's happening everybody hey guys and escaping marvin harry (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm in in an abandoned um i guess renovated apartment in the city right now Um, i'm prepping prepping my traps for uh for two thieves. Do you have a door or do you just go up the the little tube? Little tube. Uh, totally little tube. Uh, too reminiscent of Batman. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> uh today we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of one of the greatest Christmas films of all time, Home Alone, and we are going to touch base on Home Alone 2, who some on the podcast think is better than Home Alone 1. And that's a hot take <laughs> in itself. Uh but before we get, I don't know who that is. Before we get into that we went from not having anything to cover to having a, a little bit to cover here today. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a, a tiny little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, before we get into that specific announcement, I kind of want to go over all these Spider-Man casting news from the week, all these rumors, and get your take on um, the castings. And ask Leo, every time there's a new multiverse edition, I'm going to ask Leo. Leo, is Evan Peters Quicksilver? No, he's still not quick, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep asking, and I think even if he is Quicksilver, you're still going to say, no, he's not. (laughs) Even even if the movie comes out, I'm like, no, that's Pietro Maximoff. I think think that's where we're going. All right, so I'm going to go through these casting news and tell me your level of interest. Uh, Alfred Molina is returning as Dr. Octopus. I'll start off with Jen. Yes. But he'll be much older. It'll be a little weird. No? Leo? CGI. Leo, thoughts? Or Ryan, thoughts? That's awesome. I'm down. Yeah. I think um, with the with the news of uh, of him returning, I think he's one of the best superhero comic book film villains. So I'm all in on that. Next one. Andrew Garfield. So I'm I'm fine with it, but I haven't seen the Andrew Garfield. Oh, you haven't? Of movies? No, I I never got to see them in theater, um, for whatever reason. I don't know. I just didn't go. I guess. Um, um anti Andrew um, Garfield. There is a reason to go. Yes, I know. I'm a stone. I but I'm saying I just <laughs> didn't go because it it just I guess I wasn't going to the movies at that time as much or. I don't know. When did it come out? I was probably in college. Uh, 2012 and 2014. Oh, no. I was not in college. I don't know what I was doing, guys. Um, anyway, I'm fine. Ryan, thoughts? Uh, I <laughs> care less. <laughs> um, I, I don't like any of these two movies outside of Emma Stone, so I can't. I mean, she's not coming back, is she? She is rumored to. how so? Um, did she? Did they follow the storyline? So Doctor you know? Octopus died as well, and now Spider Man Two. Oh, oh, oh! 
So oh I, well, it's a time jump, right? Essentially, it's not really a time jump. That's I know, not... but they could kind of go back before those events happen. No, I. Ryan, what do you think? Like, how do you think you're gonna do this? It's a they could grab them right before that moment. You know what I mean? Like right in the moment before they die. I mean, you could do that, can't you? I mean, you're still going. It's not a time jump fully, but you're still going back or going into this new world. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, know. Leo. What about you? What are your thoughts on Andrew Garfield coming back? I'm I'm pro. I think it's gonna. Well, I I don't think they're gonna be there for a lot. I think it's gonna be like the Garfield and maybe Maguire will be there for a chunk of it. But I think like, I think like the Molina might be just like a quick hit. I think maybe Jamie Fox might be like a quick hit. Um, I think it'll be cool. But I I think if it's it's gonna be really really like a similar to like the Spider Verse movie, or maybe like you'll see like a few little conversations. But I don't think they're gonna take over the whole movie. And then rumored to be back, Emma Stone as Gwen. Uh, I was thinking one thing, but then I realized Sony will never give that up while they have control of it. And I was thinking Spider Gwen, but that that's, oh. that's not going to happen because Sony will not give that property up. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I, I had this agree. conversation with someone online. I think it's one of Ryan's buddies, uh, Pat. And okay. we were he was talking about like, oh, does this mean we're getting Miles? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sony <laughs> will not give Miles Morales up if no. Absolutely not. I think Miles, Venom, Carnage, Spider Gwen, that's Sony. I, Disney will have to buy Sony for them to get that, I oh, think. Oh, don't worry. They will. Yeah. Uh, and then Toby is rumored. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Ryan. I thoughts? don't hate it, but he's going to be much older. I'd rather have seen him, I've heard him be the voice in uh, Spider Verse, like I talked about in the rumor then see him again leo what about you uh, so in, in, in a maybe like in a quick like uh unexpected twist what if he gets cast as uncle ben and not coming back as a spider-man you just don't want anyone coming That's back as their old people <laughs> no, no, no. so i thought it was because you know like how the mcu has been throwing like little like uh, kind of like what, what dc tv has done yep. little homages to the previous like properties and like Marissa Tomei isn't super old. I could see Marissa Tomei and and um and Toby Maguire being like a relationshipy type thing. I'm just saying it would be a cool twist. Does it but... mean does it mean we're gonna get Uncle Ben killed again on screen? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> that's worse that's worse than the freaking pearls. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's funny how I am more connected to Uncle Ben dying than Martha and, and Thomas Wayne. And Batman's <laughs> my favorite superhero character like ever. Uncle Ben totally. gave great advice. He I did. Mean. He did. Uh, and then what are the other ones that? I... Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, sure. And technically, we don't have a Mary Jane in this universe. Do we? Get oh, a we have James an MJ. Franco? We have right. an MJ. What happened? Do we get a James Franco? Well, he's dead, but everyone well, else right. is dead. So might as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like a Willem Dafoe. I don't know how. Oh, that, would work. that would be awesome. He's a that good villain, would be though. awesome. I would love that. Uh, and the, who, who's that guy that did like the sand? Sandman. I guess so. I forgot him. who. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. 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 Well, he was great. I don't give a shit who hates Spider-Man three. His storyline was fantastic, so I wouldn't mind that. And then the last one is my my favorite one because of what I've been reading that will be the purpose of him is Charlie Cox as Daredevil Matt Murdock. So the rumor is. Yeah. That he is not coming back as Daredevil, per se. He's going to be uh, Peter Parker's lawyer. Mm. 
But he'll still be Daredevil. Oh, he'll still be. I mean, he'll still be Daredevil, but he's not coming in as, per se, Daredevil. He's coming oh, in as his lawyer. Like, we won't yeah. see him suited up. We'll yeah. see him as Matt Murdock. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe we will. I, I listen, as that maybe show. Maybe this, like, brings back the show. I hope so. Shows. I hope so. That show took forever to get him in the suit. So I'm okay if he just comes back as Matt Murdock. I mean, I definitely like another season or two of Daredevil. I definitely wanted another season of Luke Cage because we got, like, season two of Luke Cage I thought was 100 times better than season one. And I just, like, was left. We were left with, like, that cliffhanger in a way. And I really wanted to see that. And Iron Fist would be another one. I think I'm okay if Jessica Jones ends because I feel like we left her in a good place. Um, but Iron Fist, like, another season would be good because, again, like, Luke Cage, one was kind of slow, but two was, like, awesome. Yeah. I think oh – I wonder because – and this is actually going to dive in, you know, segue into our next discussion with the Marvel and Disney, all this stuff, what they're doing. Now that they have Disney Star with the more adult content, are we down for a Punisher rated R film? When is Disney Star coming? It's already starting in in next early next year and over international. They're testing it out there, and then they're going to to the U.S. Ryan, I'll start with you here. An R-rated Punisher. I'm down. And is anyone but John Berenthal playing him? No. <laughs> no. Leo, what about you? So I agree. Uh, I think we're ready for it. I think that's that's, that's yeah. I think that'd be fine because that even coincides with the conversations of Deadpool three starting. It's 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 inner workings as well. But I'm just a little confused because I thought the direction Disney was going with the Netflix shows was to wipe them out and start fresh. So I'm like, I guess they must have had like a, a pivot of that if they're bringing back Charlie Cox and if they want to continue on with Barenthal being Punisher. But I honestly thought that when Netflix canceled the shows, it was because Disney Marvel wanted to like recast and restart. No, Netflix canceled the show because they don't own it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I thought that like, and I think that's why there the was like, you guys can correct me, but there was that rumor that like they had to they had to wait two years they before they could yep. like resurrect it again. So technically, Charlie Cox could come back for if they develop a new TV show on Disney Plus. I mean, but I, I remember after the cancellation, yeah, like they asked all the all the, all the different leads of the different shows if like if that's like you know if that's what if they were in communications with if that's what was happening, and all of them kind of said that they had no plans to play those characters again. I kind of figured, oh, maybe Disney's trying to just start it all over again. But, I mean, COVID changed everything, so who knows? <laughs> I I don't know. Like, with the X-Men, I get it because there's stink on it. But there's no stink on these shows. I think it's, I think it's hard, too, because it also will depend on where they are. Like, um, what's his name? Luke Cage. Mike. Uh, Coulter, Coulter. Mike Coulter. Yeah, Mike Coulter, right? He's on this new show on CBS, I think called evil so he's on that right so if he's still on that and that show's still going which it seems like it will be he maybe he can't come back right away jessica joan like Kristen ritter is done and she's being a mom right now so she may not she wouldn't come back for it but he, charlie cox hasn't really done anything else at the moment and i think all of them um deborah and wool would probably come back also as karen um foggy of course. Yeah, like they haven't really done. Well, they have to. Foggy then. has to come back if Matt Murdock's yeah. going to be in the movie. So, so I feel like they're, you know, uh, maybe for certain characters, there would be an opportunity to come back. Yeah, but like I spoke off the line, and Leo agreed. I think this just makes me more excited for Doctor Strange and oh. one and WandaVision oh, totally. because that's what's going to lead to the multiverse happening. So I am like super excited for those. 
Uh, and that leads us to um, a very unexpected busy Thursday. <laughs> I, I, uh, full disclosure, I hurt my back, so I, I, I went to lie down like around six thirty. So I started, po- I started seeing the Star Wars stuff, and I just started, okay, let me just get this going on the site. I did not think I would be going for two and a half hours. <laughs> Because I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was one after the other after the other. So Disney had their investor meeting or investor uh, presentation this week, and they have announced a lot of shit coming to, to Disney, to Disney Plus. I, I Before starting this, I kind of wanted to get, because you guys were in on last week, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the move that Warner Brothers and HBO is doing because – what I noticed a lot from this presentation is that there's a lot of concentration to Disney Plus and not j- theaters. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get your thoughts first off on the move. And do you think it's something that they're doing because of COVID? As in, they don't think things are going to get better, which I don't think, you know, we have vaccine or not. I don't think people are going to be packing a theater. And mm-hmm. two, if you had your preference, are you going to be picky or are you going to watch everything stream? I'll start with Ryan. I'll be very picky. Um, even Wonder Woman, I plan on watching at home. Um, like it's going to take a lot for me to go back to theaters. I'm very happy that a lot of this is just going to be on my HBO Max. And Leo, yeah, same as Ryan on that one. Like I'm, a, I, I, I'm gonna stream everything at home. Um, as far as the move, I think it was. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's a, based on everything we have right now, I think Warner Brothers just made the best decision that they could with what they have. Um, I, I, I see why they did it. And obviously it opens there's possibilities of ever of going back and changing what you want to do, depending on any new new ramifications or, or developments. But I think it's a cool move. Uh, the Disney announcements, though. All of it is feel because like most of the projects that were announced were they were Disney Plus, like they weren't projects that were supposed to go to the theaters and yeah. then went to Disney Plus. So it feels like they always had these shows on the in the back burner. That I think the only difference is COVID made them like announce them faster and sooner than they had anticipated. Jen, so I'm, I think it's a good idea to give people options and give them an opportunity to be able to like stream and and or go to the theaters um i think for me i'm gonna pick and choose what i go to the theaters for i think you know if everybody's taking the precautions and we continue to do what we need to do and the theater chains are doing what they're supposed to do i feel safe going and then i can also go early there's a lot of different ways we can you know make yourself feel safer to go um i'd like to give the money to like the artists that are putting it out there, the studio that is doing this. I think it's really smart of them to do this. So I'm, I, I think it's a good idea in the sense that like you always have to be the first to do something mm-hmm. and this is risky. Yes. But you know what? Like at the same time, they also know like they have a slate of movies that they want to bring out in future years. You can't keep putting things off and you know, yeah. you always got it. There's always got to be someone that's the first. And I think, uh, give my take on this before we move on i think warners knew that this was their plan and that's why they moved batman to 2022 mm-hmm. because that if theaters are back to normal there is no way no way batman is coming out to this on hbo max it's also not done filming right uh no but they're yeah. almo- they're almost done so. they're almost done so it it would be ready by next year the, the, they would have enough time for pre, for post production and visual effects. Um, 
Christopher Nolan has something to say. <laughs> yeah, but like Christopher Nolan always has something to say. It's okay. He's it's one... not like unlike him. And then the other one, your who's, other boy. Who's the other one? Denis Villeneuve had another thing to say about this. You didn't hear about that? No, but this let week? me finish on Nolan and then you he can say Denis happy. Villeneuve. Um, I think it's a slippery slope because I love Christopher Nolan. So uh, I think he's right in a way because, you know, movies are, you know, meant to be seen in theaters, so on and so forth. But with the changing world and similar to like Napster in 99, I've said this on here, it's just you just have to adjust to it. Um, I don't what I do, will say is I don't like people shitting on Nolan because I've, I've sense a, I feel like there's such a hypocrisy at, like on social media right now that people bitch about th- this decision for movies not to be in theaters. But at the same time, you're shitting on the person who's defending the movies going to theaters. It's such a level of hypocrisy when it comes to the Nolan stuff because I guess I guess it's cool not to hate Christopher Nolan, but uh, yeah, I you know it's a I am perfectly fine with this as well. And then what did Denis Villeneuve say? Because I love Denis Villeneuve. He said a lot. So if you don't want to read the whole thing, uh, just go to Variety. He gave them an exclusive about it. But basically, he's putting AT and T on blast he's calling hbo max itself the launch of it a failure it, which it's, he's um, not he wrong he says that streaming services as a whole are good additions to the tv and movie ecosystem but essentially like moving the whole slate over is really just to feed into at&t's like millions of dollars in debt and just trying to appease but that overall it's gonna hurt the film industry um you know, he just, he doesn't agree with it. He gets more into it, and you'll see, but he's not happy about it. Yeah, totally I... am shocked that he's not two directors He's not wrong. Out. He's not wrong, you know, about the launch of HBO Max. So I did a little research. Netflix is number one by, like, two. Yeah, well. So it has 200 million subscribers. Disney announced that they have 86, which is a lot. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, during the investor... Disney. Yeah, during the investor call, they announced they have 86, and my Disney stock exploded the next day. Thank you, Disney. Um, and I want you guys to guess real quick how much HBO Max has. 14. Uh, Leo, what about you? Any guesses? Ooh, if we're doing prices right rules, like yeah. Denny said at 14. One so dollar. Like, <laughs> 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 they have two subscribers. Ryan, what about you? I'm going to say... Um... Five mil. You actually, Ryan wins. He's the closest. Uh, eight point eight point six. Now that is, is no. And is the, that also because the people that have HBO Go got transferred over also to HBO? These now, are new. The these are new subscribers. Apparently, there is I think twenty five million that can up. They have HBO, mm-hmm. but have then they haven't activated HBO Max. Okay, that's part of the numbers. So there are people that are not just using us. So brand new subscribers, 8.6, which shows they are really, really low. So this move is definitely to bump up their, their I mean, streaming. You can't hate on it in the sense it's a new streaming service. I mean, I can bet you that CBS All Access is very low. That's why they're I changing the Paramount Plus. I can tell you that Peacock Plus. TV is also very low because it's also a matter of like you have to make sure that you have – great content you're bringing it in netflix has a big range of everything obviously netflix losing disney material is at a is a loss for them but look disney is a behemoth in its own 
because it's not just relatable to kids, but think of adults, all the adults that go to Disney World. It's a big thing. It's a big market. So it's very different from an HBO Max that's basically a little bit of everything. I mean, you even have like Turner Classic Movies on there. Yeah. And Turner Classic Movies has its own app that's linked to the cable subscription. And I think so, Nef- Netflix Netflix is going to gain even more momentum now with Cobra Kai. Well, that'll add for some people, yeah. not I can't, everyone. I can't say that's a nostalgic I, I can't, demographic. I can't talk at all about this, but Jenny and I have seen season three. You'll find you'll find out in January. Uh, but yeah, let's get into these. So the first thing I want to do is Disney Television Studios for Disney Plus. We are getting a Beauty and the Beast prequel series. Leo, I know you're excited for this one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm. Uh, I, whatever, it's Disney. Fine. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I know. Shout out to our boy Kev, who is a very big fan of the Beauty and the Beast uh, live action series. I'm sure he's excited for this one. Jenny, thoughts on the Beauty and the Beast prequel series? I love Beauty and the Beast, and I grew up with it, and I had like even that comforter and bedspread and everything. Um, but I don't care, so I probably will not be watching it. Ryan, but it's good for kids. Why? So is I'm it live gl- action or is yeah, it? So I'm, yeah, I'm glad. So because you didn't really like I I originally was against this, but it's actually a prequel series revolving Luke Evans as Gaston. Yeah, I don't oh, care. I dang it, this sounds good. Yep, that's all. all right. yep, yep, that's why I was like, at first I was like, no, but then when I found out it was a guest. It was going to feature Gaston. I'm like, oh, I love Gaston, so I'm all in. He Evans was good in the movie, but casting. I really don't care. I fit, unfortunately J- Josh Gad is going to be in here, so I feel like it's going to be a buddy cop, uh, Beauty and the Beast prequel series. So next up we have a S- Swiss Family Robinson is coming back. Disney's really obsessed with them. Yeah, I don't care, Jenny. No. Leo. No. Ryan, I know you're in on this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I like the first movie. I not I haven't seen anything else. I think so. it'll be good for the kids that like the books. Yep. Leo, thoughts? I've never seen the movies, but I, it's, it's always been like on that, like, yeah, maybe one day this possibly will push me into the, okay, fine, I'll watch them. Ryan, I guess you don't uh, care. Right there with you, Dave. I saw the first one. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen another one since. This one I will have something to say about because the trailer was released a few days ago, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Ooh. Did you guys check the trailer out? Dude, yes. I love that the Ducks are now the Hawks. And they are the villains. And Gordon Bombay is back. And I love that Jenny thinks he sounds like Martin Sheen. He sounds, so he's like old now, right? And so he really sounds like Martin Sheen in his old age. They say, yeah. Because they say your voice deepens as you get older. Yeah. Um. So when I was watching the trailer, the only thing I could do was first stare at his face and be like, wow. He he looks good. But I was just like, when I'm picturing him, I'm thinking of him young because that's how I watched all these movies and I watched him and other stuff. So in my head, he's still young. And then I'm looking at him and then I hear him talk and I'm like, and we've been watching The West Wing, so now it's very fresh in my mind. I'm I, like, wow, he really sounds like his dad. I will oh, say, wow. I want to know. I want to know why he's on a Zamboni after in Mighty Ducks three. We saw him running. He but he was back as an attorney, and now he was also running the the Goodwill Games. So I was curious. I'm curious to what happens there. It seems to me like he he's down on his luck. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the kind of the yep. vibe mm-hmm. that I got from the trailer. Like something maybe happened, and he 
his career ended or things ended and he's down in his luck and this is what's going to be to bring him back. And, yep. you know, it was it was cool to see a Gilmore girl, uh, Lauren Graham. Oh, she's, that's she's the mom. She's the mom. So yeah, are so they gonna are they gonna, gonna get together? A bigger role. Of course, they're gonna get together. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> yes, baby right. season two. Uh, before before you go in, Ryan, uh, the logo is fantastic. That new Ducks logo is wonderful. Ryan, thoughts? I haven't seen the trailer, so I can't really say anything. All right, so should be should be a good one. I am looking forward to this one. This should be out next year. <sighs> Speaking of buddy cup co- comedy, we're getting a Turner and Hooch remake why so i'm getting a little like peeved about all of these remakes and these yeah and so and i mean i was getting peeved before but now I'm, i feel like every day there's something new announced like i don't know iCarly. i never really watched that show on nickelodeon but that's like another thing that i'm like why like like no one no one that watched it then maybe you have some of that nostalgia factor like when you do something like a fuller house or like that but like i feel like a full like just that's a continuation of the story but like a full reboot why like like just wait but Jenny, i thought the, i, I thought iCarly was like the original cast is coming back too. is it, it okay is. well then it that's is. fine yeah. i guess but still i don't know i think mm. more i think i think more heartbreaking is that we're in our 30s so nostalgia for us is like that makes sense this is giving nostalgia to people in their like like early 20s yeah yeah good good point um but yeah if it's not tom hanks i don't want to turn around hooch that's kind of where i'm at there <laughs> all right let's go to lucasfilm because lucasfilm had a lot so lucasfilm had i i said this off the line i felt that the what's her name jenny oh. she doesn't like how i say it the so way I'm, you say it is asuka asuka yeah that's general, how you say it asuka it like asuka asuka it's Ahsoka or Su- it's pronounced so different. So a lot of people pronounce it differently. We need a pronunciation. I thought it was Ahsoka. I thought it was Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Okay, but you don't say Ahsoka. You say Asuka. Yeah, Asuka. Like I'm sugar Cuban. in yeah. Spanish. You're Cuban. You're Cuban. I'm Cuban. I know, but, but like he keeps saying it, and I'm just like, where is Celia right so, now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like every time he says it. So we are getting an Ahsoka series. Okay. And I'm super excited for it. It's, it's going to take place in the Mandalorian universe. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? I have a feeling they're going this way, and I'm super excited. And, I can't wait. And Leo? Yeah, very excited because I want to know more about the character, but I don't want her to like oversaturate Mandalorian. Yep, but, I agree. Yeah, and so. then I I think I we had predictions about who the Jedi is going to be that appears that uh, Grogu called to. Um, I thought it was going to be Ezra, but I think Ezra is actually going to be more part of this show than the Mandalorian, but we'll see. Uh, Star Wars Visions, not real much detail on that one. We're also getting Willow. I don't like Willow the movie, so I am indifferent. I don't know what that is. It, I don't know either. Willow? Yeah, it's a movie from yeah. uh, Ron Howard directed film from the late 80s. I hated it. I hated Willow. Yeah, it's it's not. Is it about the rat? That's Willard. That's Willard, man. Oh. That's Willard. And, like, and Dave, am I correct? Willow is like that little, it was like the little person story. Yeah, like, War, Warwick like Davis. Lord of the Rings. Yep, Warwick Davis. But d- d- Leo, Leo, don't you dare put Willow and Lord of the Rings in the same <laughs> sentence ever again. <laughs> Ever again. Um, no, but you're right. That's kind of on the same premise. Uh, we're also getting an Andor series. I don't... I, I didn't like him in Rogue One. I don't really... Really care. Star Wars The Bad Batch. Star Wars Visions, like I mentioned before. Lando. The Acolyte and a droid story. So, 
they're going to be busy. This is the most exciting Star Wars news since I found out they were coming back. Patty Jenkins is directing a Rogue Squadron Star Wars movie, and I am excited. Should I start? Should I start with the lady on on the podcast, Jen? What are your thoughts? First woman to direct a Star Wars film. Would she be the first? Yeah, to direct a Star Wars film. Yes. Great. That's all. That's all you Kudos, got. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all she got. That's all I got. I think. I think she'll do a terrific job. I mean, Wonder Woman has action. I think there'll be a lot, and if the studio is supporting her, and hopefully continues to do so. Um, you know what? You it. know what's happening with this, right? You know, this is her way in. You know, she's directing a Marvel movie. I also wouldn't even mind if Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, she's good director. A she's a good director because she. I think she's done a terrific job with the episode she's done for The Mandalorian. Um, so she understands the material and the story, and obviously the experience that she's had. I'm sure with working on things with her father. And it and will be, and it. this will be the next Star Wars movie. So she's got first crack at the next Star Wars oh, on screen. Uh, Leo, thoughts? Love the move. I think I, I completely agree with you. This is the this is the gateway. This is like exactly it. Like she's gonna do fantastic here. Um, I think it's heavy star power too because she like Patty Jenkins is like one of like the hot names when it comes to female directors. So like it's a fantastic decision to. It's crazy. That I, that, I I'm not sure if you guys knew this. So she directed 2003's Monster with Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Do you know that she didn't direct a film to Wonder Woman? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, she directed a lot of TV, but like how good Monster is that Hollywood just said, no, you're too young. We're going to bring you back in your mid 40s and then you're going to explode with Wonder Woman. I don't think they're ever. She is such a superstar and she's such a great director. I can't wait to see what else she does. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? I can't wait. Uh, you guys took the words right out of my mouth again. Another Star Wars film we're getting is by Taika Watiti, who will be writing and directing. I mean, what else can be said? Taika Waititi's awesome, so I think it'll be I more Thor, Thor um, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. So it should be fun to see what he does with this with this open world and these characters. Uh, Jenny, I I think Jenny, Leo, Ryan, and myself have seen a Hocus Pocus two uh, fake news on our timelines over the past years from people that really you know more casual movie fans that like when they mm-hmm. see it on Facebook they just post it. But we're finally getting a hocus pocus too, and everyone's really old. So how is this gonna how is this gonna look, Jenny? Um, I think it'll be fine. I mean, personally, Bette Midler has had some work done, so she doesn't <laughs> look that old. And Sarah Jessica Parker, if you really don't focus in on her hands, again, she doesn't look that old. And Kathy Najimy, we actually met at a monster convention. Yeah, and she actually looks really good too. So like, I really I. I think it'll be fine. Also, they, they're going to do their editing and their things. Also, they're witches, right? So, like, we're going to have to figure out, like, what's the next step for them and, and things. And, like, if they age, they can age. Well, like, they'll look age, right? Because, like, in the beginning of the movie, they were aged old, yeah. until they mm-hmm, had the mm-hmm. child, right? And then they were, like, beautiful or whatever. And then, so maybe they start off haggard. And then do, the we same the same, the do we get the same cast? Um, you mean like Thora Birch yeah. and all them? No, I don't think so. I think it'll be a new generation in Salem that they terrorize, and it'll be up to maybe actually we get we get the uh, Max as a dad. Maybe he's still living in that house, and it's oh, his true. kids yeah. that are the ones battling. So he's married to. No, no, no. That never worked out. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks for le- that, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, yeah. That's my prediction right uh, now. Leo, thoughts. 
Uh, yeah, he's funny. I, he just opens up a lot of possibilities. I, I It's going to be okay. I'm not super excited for any kind of reboot. It's kind of like for the same thing that Denny mentioned earlier. That's like it's starting to become too much or it's continuing to be too much. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I see the movie going more into like the original Sanderson's trying to like find the next generation of witches so that they can move on to lineage and Disney can make more money. <laughs> True. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? Smart idea. Yeah, actually, I agree with Leo on that, that one. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, just going with finding next generation of witches. And Kathy and Jeannie is actually double dipping because we're finally getting a Sister Act 3. Well, we don't know if she's in Sister Act 3, but like she should be in Sister Act 3 because ideally Whoopi Goldberg should still be in the same convent. What if she moved to the Nevada convent? Aren't, weren't they in Nevada? Where were they in season 2? In, in season uh, two. sequel to in the second one. <laughs> in season 2. No, they were, weren't they in California? Well, they started because she was in Reno. In yeah, that's where she started. Yeah, yeah. But I think the well, convent. Where was the second one? I thought it was Hill. in California. Was it okay? Yeah. Cool. I do like Sister Act. I don't really. I don't love Sister Act too, like everyone else does. I think it's fine, but I love Sister Act. It's so good. Uh, you guys don't want remakes, but we're getting a th- another three men and a baby with Zac Efron. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this because for me, it's it's Tom Selleck. Um, and Ted I will, and, and I'll give Jen and Leo credit because they kind of pushed me to watch Three Men and a Baby, and I loved it. <laughs> but then I saw Three Men and a Little Lady, and I questioned both their taste. <laughs> no, no, no. Three Men it's, and a Little Lady is it's trash. Not three men and a baby, but you it, know, it's so not good. It's so it's not, not good. Not bad. It's just it's Three just Men and not the same. Oh no, it's not. Three Men and a Baby is so fantastic. They could have done a little better with it, but Three Men and a Baby is fire. So. I don't think we need a new, another three men and a baby, but I mean, whatever. I mean, people my age are going to go see it for Zac Efron. So, like, that's really the, yeah. the demographic. And then the other remake, guys, uh, we're getting another Cheaper by the Dozen. But why? Yeah, why? We yeah, don't why? need another one. Oh, it gets better. I, I think Jenny will be on board on this. I actually didn't get her opinion. The Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So this is live action, right? So how is this going to work? It's a hybrid. So the mm-hmm. Chippendale are going to be animated. It's going to oh, be like Sonic. Be like the Alvin and the Chipmunk movie, kind of? More like Sonic. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, okay. it's like Sonic. I and I like feel. Sonic. So uh, we're also getting Pinocchio. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, well, I'm actually okay with this because it's we're, because we're getting Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Wow. Oh, cool. And Bob Zemeckis is directing and it's their first time working together since Forrest Gump. No, I'm sorry. Since Castaway. Mm. So I, I, yes. I am actually looking forward. I guess I was never like a huge Pinocchio fan. Oh, I love up. Pinocchio. I like Pinocchio so a lot. So I kind of like just feel like me. Uh, we're also getting Peter Pan and Wendy. This I'm for. I'm for this. I, I, I this can be good. This is a movie. Yeah, Jude Law is playing Captain Hook. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I think for this one, I think um, they they still haven't gotten it right outside of Hook, and a mm-hmm. lot of people hate Hook. So Ugh. I'm I'm okay, and I don't know why they hate Hook because Hook is yeah Hook is really so good. great. Um, okay. But I'm with you, Leo. I'm, I'm I'm all in on this. This one broke the internet because I still haven't seen this movie, but we're getting a Disenchanted, a sequel to Enchanted. A lot of people are happy about this. And Amy Adams will be returning. Enchanted oh, was good. Damn. Uh, and then... I'm actually surprised it's taken, because I think... In, when did Enchanted come out? Did we oh, like 2008? Two, yeah, 2008, ago, 2009. Right? Amy like Adams was just blowing up. Yeah, I think it's before she did Junebug, before she started becoming like you know doing more prestige films. So I think that was a long time ago. And then di- next up, Walt Disney Animation. Uh, so the Mulan thing definitely must have worked because they're doing it again. 
with <laughs> with Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, they are going to be. It's going to be released on March in March 2021 for 29.99. Sure, I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah, not paying. Are they releasing Soul for free? Oh, yeah, for free. yeah. Oh. Um, we're getting a. That's a bummer. Because I love Coco, I'm really excited for this Encanto. Encanto, hell yeah, the Colombian movie. The, it's Colombian white uh, Walt Disney animation movie, but the big part is the entire soundtrack was written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Come on, come on, Woo! come on. November 2021. I, I Lin's gonna get his first Oscar next year. We're getting Zootopia Plus. I love Zootopia. I think Zootopia is great. I think uh, excited for that one. We need more okay. sloth. Ad- animation for that. What, what do you know if it's going to be live action hybrid or straight up animation? Straight up animation. Cool. And you're a big fan of Big Hero Six, Leo. We're getting a Baymax series. Dude, I geeked out when I heard that. That's so fantastic. Yes. We're getting a Tiana series, a Moana series. Wow. So that that should be interesting. Is the Rock coming back? Oh, I wish. I'm sure he is. Oh, I. Oh. I love the Rock and Moana. Can I can I be honest with you guys? So I think we've spoken about this, but not in too detail. I recently watched Moana without distractions for the first time in full, like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little overrated. Moana? Yeah. I, oh. lo- I love the rock in it, and the music is great, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Just didn't- Better or worse than Frozen? Oh, I like Frozen more. It's because you're not a jam. I like, yet. I like when it Moana gets played more. over yeah. and over again, then you would have been like, yeah, Moana. Yeah. Jam. Because that's all you would have heard all day. No, Frozen's my jam. I, I prefer Moana yeah. over Frozen. I think Frozen's overrated. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I think there's two camps with that. I think there's a lot of people that love Frozen, and there is that overrated. They're more of the modern day princesses at the moment. Yeah. But I would say that the princesses from frozen are pretty much all over disney right now like in disney world when we go to disney park right would you say that because moana only comes out on holidays Mm. uh i don't i don't know what this is but the animation looks really cute turning red it's with a fox and a girl oh Oh, yeah is that little red riding hood that's the one that's going to be directed by i think it's domi is it Domi Shi? She's the one that directed that animated short um, called Bao. You Bao. Know, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Then, I think then. it's Domi Shi. Um, I think she's directing this one. Disney will not let go of Chris Evans because we are getting no, a. No. Chris Evans will not let go of Disney and that cash. Oh, yeah. Because this is if this is successful. Oh, man. So we're getting a Toy Story prequel called Lightyear. And Chris Evans is now taking over the role as Buzz Lightyear. Hey, when this when, when this got announced, tell me you didn't like listening like to, like try listening to his voice and you're like, yo, this works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I I love these characters. I adore the Toy Story franchise, so I'm glad that we're not getting a continuation because that's what my biggest fear was that we're getting a Toy Story five. We're not getting that. We're getting we're keeping the 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 characters alive and we're doing something completely different. I'm all in on this. Uh, Ryan, thoughts. Um, I wasn't sure until just now if it was going to be more of the toy or more like they did the anime series where it was Buzz Lightyear. I think it could be that. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it is. I'm down for either or. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, Yeah. And since some more series, we're getting a Doug Days and Up spinoff. Doug discovers the dangers of suburbia like puppies, fireworks, and squirrels. 
That's adorable. Yeah, I, I'm all in on Doug. And then we'll finish up with Disney with the bit MCU. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to try to go through these as fast so as possible. So are we going to have to watch all of this yes. to stay connected? Yes. 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 You say Basically. that like it's a, like a mandatory yeah, yeah. bad thing. It's not a punishment. <laughs> no, but it's to watch all these. very overwhelming. Have nah. you seen that graphic on Instagram with like every like title shot and then the release date? And it's just it. like, wow, I've got a lot of homework to I do. I love it. I love it. It's wonderful. Uh, first off was the Loki trailer, which looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo. You're a Marvel expert. Where the fuck is he? Dude, I don't even know. Oh, I, I, I was waiting for today to ask you this to see if you would tell me where the hell he is. No idea. I feel like at this point, Disney, Disney Marvel has decided to be like, you know what, man? We're just going to make it up as we go along, and no one's going to care because it's us. So can I guess that – is he like an agent now? Is that where he is now? He's wearing like suits and stuff? It looks like immediately after Endgame, it looks like he gets recaptured again. Yeah, it seems like he gets recaptured, yeah. And Oh, wait, and and, and I guess he gets captured by Owen Wilson? Is yes, that, that is like? Owen Wilson. <laughs> that is Owen Wilson. I I mean, I love the trailer. The, pr- the production design and the visual effects look incredible, so obviously I'm all in. It's just, I don't know. I have no idea what it's, I have no idea what the show's about, and I'm so excited for it. Ryan, did you see the trailer? Yeah, I dug it a lot. I have no idea what's going on, but I dug it. <laughs> and Jen, you didn't see the trailer yet, right? I yeah. didn't. Good. It, it looks great. Uh, WandaVision will be, we've spoken about it before. It'll be here January 15th. I, you know, I'm just happy we're finally getting some Marvel. So uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. I actually did not get a chance to see the trailer, but Leo, you did. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, really good. It's it's definitely feels very very much uh, Captain America: Civil War. No, sorry, a Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. It feels poli- political. It feels very political. It feels it feels more like of a serious tone than the the, the trailers we got for Loki and from uh, WandaVision. Nice. It feels a little bit more like um, serious. And Ride, did you see the trailer? I sadly missed it. And Jen, you didn't see the trailer. Okay, so we are also getting What If? I adored the trailer. I will say this, while I love the storylines that are going to be on the show, I don't like this style of animation. I'm a little, I'm sure it'll be great, but that's the only thing that I was a little hesitant about. I didn't really like the style of animation. But what did you think, Leo? I I thought I liked it. I liked it. The the animation did seem a little different. It felt like a a poor man's version of Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's Uh, a good one. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, I wasn't too keen on the animation, but it does look really good. And you didn't see the trailer, Jen, right? All right, cool. Uh, Miss Marvel. We're getting a Miss Marvel series, and we already knew about that, but it was officially announced. We're getting Hawkeye. Is And the best part about it is Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop, and we got our first look at her, and she looks great. Yeah, they've been dropping those pictures all over. Yep. We're getting Moon Knight, which was confirmed already. She-Hulk. Mark Ruffalo is going to be say, on She-Hulk, which makes the most sense. Important news there. And Tim Roth is going to be returning, which is, I'm glad they're, listen, I don't know how you guys feel about the Incredible Hulk. I like the movie just fine. I'm glad they're actually bringing connective tissue back from that movie into the MCU. Leo, what do you think? Or Rye, what do you think? Um, I haven't seen that movie, to be honest with you. You've never seen the Incredible Hulk? I, no. You're talking the Ed Norton one, The right? Ed Norton one. Oh, okay. Not the Eric Bana one. 
I was like, they're connecting the Eric Bana version. No, so um, Tim Roth was actually the villain in yeah, the Incredible I've, I've Hulk seen War. it, but a very long time ago. It's kind of one and done for me. Oh. There is no other Hulk but Mark. Funny. Hearts. Do you think he's going to be a main, a main character on the show? Uh, well, right now he's not doing anything else, so I'm going to say yes. Except taking care of his cats. Yes, he has, <laughs> he has his own quarantine kitties as well, and he occasionally posts them. Do you know their names? Online. I actually don't right now. I have to go look it up. But I love it and because he's a cat person, too. And I just feel like our connection just got even stronger. <laughs> and and then uh, had I known at Comic-Con, I could have had this conversation with him when we met him. We're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, my gosh. That should be good. Yeah. yeah that should be really entertaining. A series of original shorts. I am Groot. So that should be Cute. That should be fun. We're also getting Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's the third one, That's no? the third one, yes. Yeah. Uh, we are also getting... I'm saving the best for last, guys. Don't worry. We're <laughs> obviously getting Black Widow, um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse. And they uh, announced the cast for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Blade, Captain Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Black Panther 2, which they did announce they will not be recasting T'Challa, which... I am perfectly fine with. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So yeah, what do you great. think about that whole ordeal that's she, going on? She may have fucked herself from getting I think becoming Black Panther. She may have yeah. as well. Because what? if you guys know what Do you know what Leo Rye, do you know what the what the No. Whole... So let's tell the listeners yeah. and Ryan. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. So she posted with the whole vaccine and all that stuff coming out, she posted a some YouTube video. Conspiracy theory. Uh, some conspiracy theory about the vaccine and that got her in a lot of trouble and i get it you have it's not saying that you don't have the right to your own opinion but i think it kind of goes off to say that like when you need to think about your work and your livelihood yourself i think some of those ideas when you're in the public eye you may just need to like keep them shut for a little while and then bring it out you know what i mean like I think get her big problem was her and get your thing and then come out her, and say whatever you want to say. I her guess. big issue was her sarcastic response. Yeah, the tweet after is what kind it of may or may not the break it, way. but I'm sure that like there there's going to be a talking to. Yeah, her people are in Disney are probably going to tell her don't do that again. Yeah, like you don't. I mean, look the slack that um, I forgot the actress's name now, but Mulan, she was all about everything that was going on in China and the yeah. protests against the police and, and all of that. And she spoke out and like, eventually that kind of died down a little bit and it didn't make or break the movie in a way because the movie ended up going on Disney plus anyway. Doing, yeah. Doing well. And, and whatnot. But you know, there were people planning to boycott the movie in theaters. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. um, yeah. So Leo, what are your thoughts? No, I agree with what Jenny said too. I, I don't think this is going to, ruin the movie but i think it, the stern talking to is going to happen and i think a lot of mcu stars have had this stern talking to as they started blowing up ryan thoughts sometimes you just gotta put down the social media yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like, it's true like just don't just don't write anything. I'm, I'm you gonna, don't have to write anything you don't need to be online in a, in a way i actually think because this whole script has to be rewritten so kugler is rewriting the script as we're speaking oh damn I think this actually is going to fall in line with a weaker MCU because he has to literally start from scratch. Uh, 
but you don't know that. It's kind of like Dark Knight Rises. Nolan had to rewrite everything for the most part because I think he wanted to end it in a specific way and then Ledger died and so on and so forth. And that's why it's so weak. I don't think it's going to be bad Marvel. I think it's maybe more middle, lower tier Marvel. Hopefully, uh, it'll be more like um, like, like Guardians Cap- 2. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I like Guardians 2 more than Captain Captain Marvel. What's wrong, Jennifer? Is it Nothing. because I picked the woman? Yeah. That's exactly why. You think Captain Marvel is really good? I don't think it's really good, but I don't think that's it's a, bad. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's just a different movie. It's do different. You, and how do you feel about the uh, Captain Marvel 2 being pushed to, no, I believe it got pushed in November now, 2022. Well, you know, they're always going to push the women around. They pushed everything oh, up. So... <laughs> We've missed you, Jenny. We've missed you. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um. I don't know. I mean, they're probably not nowhere near done with it. No. no. And so I actually would not be surprised if. I mean, that's the reason they probably yeah. don't have a full script yet, and you know everything going on. And then the last, the last, they're gonna prioritize what they have ready to go. Yeah, but what they need to, honesty. what they need to prioritize is the announcement that I think Leo, Ryan, myself, <laughs> any person that is a fan of Marvel, has been waiting for. Yeah, but you don't want it rushed. You want them to do a great job. I want one thing, two things. I need John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to get this announcement out here as soon as possible. Mr. Fantastic and Mrs. Fantastic. The Fantastic Four is back. And the best part about seeing that number four with the Marvel Studios on top of it. John Watts is directing, who has directed the first, well, three now Spider-Man movies. So it, I'm Kevin Feige behind it. John, can we feel confident saying they're going to get this right, Leo? I was going to ask you about this with John Watts. So John Watts has a feel for the franchise for Spider-Man. And I remember Cop Car was very much like a coming-of-age story, too. Mm-hmm. What do you think they got Watts for to direct this movie? Like, What kind of feel do you think they're going for? Are they going to focus on Johnny? Do you think you know you know the you know the four better than I do, Leo? Do you think would it work to do them? Actually, no, because if we're gonna do Emily Blunt and Krasinski, we can't do them young, too young. Oh, yeah, they can't make them too young. Like it's, it's how, weird. How, what's the youngest Johnny's ever been? If you so if Johnny is supposed to be the same age as Peter, they grow up like they become friends, like they go they're the same age bracket. But I don't know if Quantum is going to make that different if Johnny's going to be older, but he's supposed to be the same age as Peter. I think the Fantastic Four are going to be in Spider-Man 3 and they're not telling us anything. And I think yeah. we may meet Johnny in Spider-Man 3. I totally agree. I absolutely agree. Now, if we're casting Johnny, so this is this would be, barring any multiverse changes, I, this would be Peter's senior year, right? Yeah. All right, so... Yeah, because he started as sophomore, no? Yeah, so who are we... Yeah, I like I like this. I think I think it may be Fantastic Four, maybe a coming of age of Johnny. with a, Because I think he, John Watts does a good job of focusing on Peter, but not sacrificing the development of other characters. Look at Michael Keaton. And then Jake Gyllenhaal. So I think we could get a coming of age while continuing to focus on the other members of the four. Ryan, thoughts? No, I'm excited. Like when I saw, like you guys said, like when I saw them four, I was like, yes, bitch. There's no one else, right, guys? 
There's no one else but Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, right? There's no, no. one else alive on this planet, right? It, it has no to be them. An unknown? D- goodbye, Ryan. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Jenny? You don't want Jessica Alba again? No! No! <laughs> no, just kidding. I really want them. Um, I think... It has to be them. It, there's, there's no... I think once Disney makes the offer, and if this guy's not writing or directing Quiet Place 3, I'm sure... I'm sure he'd be on board for it. Um, is there a Fantastic Four fatigue? No, people, because we've never um, had a good one. I don't know, right? Like people are like, I've no. read that online too. Like some people are just like, oh, again. There's a lot of stupid people on the internet. There are. <laughs> there are a lot of dumb people on the internet. Yeah, 74 million of them. Um, where'd you get that number? I, I know where we got that number. I don't know where we got that. No, oh. Leo knows where I got that number. Oh. Um, <laughs> Can you let the listeners know? Yeah. What happened a month ago? Ugh, I don't know. What happened a month ago? The election. Oh, oh, ha. Huh. It's not a funny joke when I have to explain it. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You know, 2020, like every month feels the same. Yeah. I don't but, even know. I didn't even realize. i like, yeah, okay. No, I don't think there's fatigue. Leo and I have been, Leo and I, Ryan, and every fan of the Fantastic Four have been waiting for this for very, very long. I time. think they're not going to rush it. Like, I feel like you wouldn't want them to rush, no. through, rush through this, right? Because they got to make sure because they themselves know that how bad the other ones were. They they need to do a great job for this because there's going to be a lot of expectation for Is this there? one. Yeah, it's been such garbage for so long. Is there going to be really? But the fact that it's in Disney's hands. Yeah. Now. Yeah, you're right. There's that expectation of excellence. So for me, okay. once John Krasinski and Emily Blunt sign on, it automatically gets three reels for me. So who, so who would you cast as the other two? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Ryan, are we gonna are we gonna add some diversity in here? Are we gonna stick through? To we the did that already. We did that already. It didn't work out very well. You can do that with the thing, but I mean, it won't count. But... We could do that with the thing. Oh, I I know who I want as the thing, but who? he's working for DC, so it's not gonna work. Who? Uh, the Rock. Oh. Ben Grimm is like. Leo, correct me. Ben Grimm is a little bit, it's kind of the muscle, right? He's muscle, but he's also very New York, bro. You want someone that, like, just sounds like gritty, gritty New York. And I don't know if The Rock can pull that off. Yeah. I don't think he will anyway, because he's already doing, he's Black Adam, so I don't think we're getting that. Uh, I don't know. What What about you, right? Who do you think for Ben Grimm and Johnny? Um, I hate to repeat myself, but I'm going to say unknowns, I think, will be the best bet. I I would agree with you if they haven't fucked up the Fantastic Four before. I think they need to get this. Or or do you mean Krasinski and Emily Blunt and then Johnny and the Thing as two unknowns? Yeah, if you're going to go at least cut it in half. If you're going to go uh, known for half, then go unknown for the other half. Okay. Love that. Yeah, I could, that. I, I, could, I, could dig with, I could dig that. Likely not going to happen because he, too, is also working for DC. Um, so I'm on, on Google. And so someone says John Cena. I don't know how I feel about uh, that. He's he he's getting his new sh- he, and he's right. getting his own show now. He has so a TV show. Mm-hmm. I would have, I could see Cena though, but he has the Boston accent, so that wouldn't work, right, Leo? What about no, John David so. Washington? Roman. How would that work? No, John David as a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oscula. I could. I kind of want him to be a lead though, like to get his own franchise. I want him well, to. Well, he probably will with Tenant. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I mean, I think everyone here is excited, so that's I can't wait for 
the Fantastic Four, whenever that is, whether it's 2023, 2024. Um, all right. And then before we get into Home Alone, a little bit of what we watch this week. Leo, do you have any highlights? The Crown. I have been binging The Crown like with every moment I'm not working, and I am obsessed Jenny's, with this Jenny's so, show. Jenny's so happy. What season are you on? I literally started out season four uh, yesterday. Wow. Um, I, I still have to watch season four. I've been waiting so I can savor it. It's so good. It's so and like the fact that the cast changed with the ages. I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna like bother me more, but it doesn't at all. I'm, like, yeah, I'm so cool with the show. I think the fact that they've done it like every two years is good because you get a little bit of everything with with everyone. I personally really love Princess Margaret. Like I thought Vanessa Kirby was terrific oh, as God. her, and then I love Helena Bonham Carter. So I thought that casting was done really really well. Um, I actually don't know who's playing her in this. Next. Same, same. No, in, in oh, season four, but in five and five, six. Five, uh, yeah, I'm I don't know. Sure. I um, I think. See the casting, but um, they yeah, were crazy, right? They really fucked me the because Royals. I was I had planned to watch this after season five because it was originally supposed to be five seasons. When they added the extra season, I'm like, do I really need? To? I don't want to wait, but I also want start it now. I just want to watch everything together. But uh, what else you got? Anything else, Leo? That's literally it. No, just the crown. That's 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 enough. It's so good. <laughs> and Mandalorian. Oh yeah! Oh, actually, I haven't caught up on Mando, so I can't even say that I have watched Mando this week. Uh, Jen, um, I've been watching a lot of Murder She Wrote, <laughs> and uh, I watched Cobra Kai season three, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. Um, so that's it. I guess that's. Oh, it. we saw the prom. Oh, we did watch the prom yesterday. Um, that was good. It was catchy. I thought all the music was very catchy. Um. And the costume, I can see it getting. Yeah, costume I have a few comments actually, on that because I thought the costumes were really well done. Right. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Ryan, what about you? Uh, Christmas movies and Say by the Bell reboot. How do you like it? It's cute. Like it ca- doesn't really capture the magic, but it you know you see it, you feel like it's nice. The cheese is there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Jenny wasn't really a fan. I dug nah. it. I think, I think it wasn't. It wasn't the same. Like, you have Full House, and then you have Fuller House. And Fuller House, I think, did a good job at really capturing that cheese. So, like, I think the first season was very much a trial and error for Fuller House. But as the show continued in the writing and all that, it got to where it needed to be. So I thought that was a good continuation of it. Something that I actually hope is done for when they're the Who's the Boss Um sequel comes up with Alyssa Milano and Tony Danza because I'm super excited for it. Um, so I'm hoping that that will also translate very well with that. Um, but Saved by the Bell, I don't know. Something felt very... It just wasn't completely there. And it's. I don't think it's the kids. I don't think... I don't know if it's just the filming and the format of the writing and, and the way it like cuts. and I don't know. I know it what it is. Feel... I know what it is. That theme song. What is it? Oh, the theme yeah. song was fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. It made the college year song look Yeah, good. man. Oh, I love the college year song. Like, I can get with that one because I grew yeah, up on pretty... that one. Leo, it's pretty bad. But wow. why would you remake the song? Yeah. You really don't need to. Don't need because it. Because it still has the same and, like synthesizer. Like, you, it doesn't like not. And there's, it's timeless. There's an episode that right. 
focuses on the older crew and uses the old theme song and it Which makes worked the, well. and it makes the, the new one even worse it sounds even worse like i feel like the new one was more like r&b right like i don't know what it was so like yeah that theme song is shit yeah it's pretty bad so i maybe i'll see the next season but i think i'm kind of done yeah. i don't know uh and then for me uh i think leo and ryan know around this time i'm very busy with you know the oscar stuff so i've been catching up on that i saw sound of metal uh, the Riz Ahmed film. It's on Amazon. If you guys get a chance to see it, I highly, highly recommend it. So, um, full little quick summary. The movie is about Riz Ahmed is a drummer who's going deaf, and it's not the movie. That's sad. It's it's not as sad as you think. Actually, I thought it was going to go in a completely different direction, but it he goes to a home to kind of learn sign language and all that stuff, and then he has an operation that hopefully will fix his hearing. And it goes on from there. But Riz Ahmed is so good, so good in it. I think he's getting, I think he's getting nominated. He's that good. Um, I also saw Let Them All Talk. Oh, yeah, Jenny saw that too. I did watch that. I don't recommend that for any casual film watcher or anyone that doesn't like movies about that doesn't like movies about nothing because I all think that you can just skip it. As yeah, a whole. it's a lot of talking, a lot of talking. It's it wasn't the talking for me. I think. And I don't even know that it was the pacing because it was a little on the slow end. And usually slow movies, like if there's something interesting, I don't care if it's slower. But it wasn't. It was almost it was about nothing. It really was, it was about essentially nothing. about nothing. It was essentially about like these relationships and like isolation. And I guess a lot of the reviews that I've read about it have been the fact that like that's something that a lot of people can relate to in this year of our pandemic because people have been more isolated and the connection isn't there in the same way. Um, the same thing, maybe you haven't seen certain friends in person in over nine months. And then when you go back to seeing them next year, right? Like maybe you don't have things in common anymore and just like seeing, trying to figure that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Meryl's I think you can skip it. And Meryl's great. Uh but the other Meryl movie I saw was The Prom. Um it's getting a lot of heat. Night and day uh yeah, movie. performance from Meryl. Yeah. Very this very more fun. Very very positive movie. It's a very happy movie. It is a very happy movie. Yeah. It doesn't tackle, you know, because it's about pretty much a a town in Indiana who cancels their prom because a student a girl a girl wants to go to the prom with her girlfriend and they kind of don't want that so they cancel the prom so that's kind of what they are close-minded but it's not a it doesn't get dark or anything along those lines that's what a lot of people are don't like it because it doesn't really dive into like the aspect of their relationship a little bit it does but not like but it's it's more it doesn't get dark in the sense of like but it's a musical yeah. You don't want a musical that gets super dark. Like, I feel like even, like, a musical like Dear Evan Hansen gets dark, but not eh, too dark. No, I think that gets really dark. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't get too dark where you're still not, like, wanting to belt out the music where you're so depressed. Like, it's still a serious subject matter, but it's not where you're, like, going down, you know? Yeah. Um, Oscar-wise, I think. I think the Golden Globes are going to eat this up. I think it rushes through some things a little bit, but it has to. It's a musical. I got to ask, I mean, what do you think of Jane? I, 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 I'm curious because it seems like when you're doing these LGBTQ stories now, you're you're casting uh, LGBTQ. So the fact that Corden is straight and playing gay, does that bother you at all? Is he straight? Yeah. He's married. Oh, he's married? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't necessarily... Yeah, because I saw online people don't like that he played uh, he's i don't know i thought he was good 
I think there's some moments that fall flat for him, but I thought he was good. I didn't think there was. I thought he was good, but I think there were some moments where it felt like he was playing into a specific stereotype mm-hmm. yep, of gay. Yep, I saw. I think I agree 100%. There were certain moments where I was like, of course he's acting like this. Now, the thing is, right, that could have been the direction that Ryan Murphy gave him. And Ryan Murphy's a terrible director. So, so it makes, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. You know, like, that could have been the direction where he was like, I want you to play this, like, more flamboyant, stereotypical gay man. Um, I will say there sh- I wish that they got I some because him and Meryl are they work on Broadway together, guys. So like I think they should have gotten someone closer to her age. And in my mind, when I'm watching the movie, I'm like Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. <laughs> That's who I kept thinking of. Mm. I think Nathan Lane would have been incredible in this. Yeah. I mean, but I on Broadway, you're not always gonna be the same age. No, 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 no. But play, he's playing but, but with the show that they played, he was I know. Roosevelt, so he's, but check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a fun little watch. I think it's gonna do well at the Globes. I think and, the music was very strong. Oh, the song the songs were really, really solid. Yeah. Yeah, so that wraps oh, wait, wait, wait. Mando. So I didn't see this week's, but I the last two episodes. Um the first time ever I can actually say Boba Fett is a badass. Yep. There is no denying, like, it was the best use of Boba Fett. It was so, so great. Ryan, thoughts? Oh, I totally agree. Like, Boba Fett was kicking ass and taking names, and it was awesome to watch. I have a theory that is going to upset Jennifer, Leo, and Ryan about the Jedi that may be on the way. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm like, what's happening? It's not going to happen, but I think. It's going to happen eventually, so why not here? So we found that in Rise of Skywalker that certain someone is a Jedi in training. What if the Jedi that comes is Leia? Recast. No. No. It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. She's going to get recast one day. Because why? Recast because a young, wait. young Leia. Because why would they recast right after the Right. This yeah. is after six. Sorry, I keep having like thinking this about takes, it. Like, the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Right. Right. So she is a Jedi, and there is time between her becoming. She was training, and there is time between Return of the Jedi oh. and then when she becomes a general in uh, Force Awakens. Well, I'm okay with it. And someone I mean, else. I don't want Carrie Fisher playing a young Leia right now. Like, like they're not gonna. Be yeah, old. yeah, they're not. She. W- and I rather have a real person than a CGI. Yeah, I it. I think they're going to eventually recast Princess Leia. That's. I think we need to come to the realization it'll it'll happen. But I'm thinking that whoever this Jedi is is someone we know already, not someone that we like a, a topper tier Jedi, not a. A tier that only certain Star Wars demographic would know. It's just my take. I I I think I'm wrong. It's just something that came to mind. I'm like, oh, what about what if it's Leia? Because I don't think it's Luke. No. What if it's Sith? There are no Sith left though. Right now. So can it be like can it be like a video game person? Like one of those people that I don't really that, know. See, that's <laughs> why I would because I originally saw thought Ezra, but when we yeah. got the when we got the Ahsoka series, I'm like, oh, it can't be Ezra, and that's when I started thinking about who the hell it could possibly be because it could be Obi Wan, but Obi Wan is dead. Remember, because this takes place after yep. the only. Oh, uh, you didn't announce that. Oh yeah, the Kenobi series and Hayden Christensen is back. Yeah, that's gonna be wonderful. You totally missed that. Yeah, I think totally that's where that we one. get a recast Leia is in the Kenobi. 
Uh, because yeah, well, but can't, no, yeah, she's not born yet. Yeah, she is. She's ten years old. She's ten there. Yeah, it takes Please. place ten years after um, um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. So you think oh. she gets recast as a ten year old, but not here? Is that where you're going, Rye? Yeah. Okay. I I, I yeah, but then what that. good is she right now at ten? She's a kid. Yeah, exactly. But what do we? There's what's the storyline there at ten? Then we get Jimmy Smith back in the Star Wars universe. That's what the storyline is. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Smith is not doing anything right yeah, now. Yeah, and it's she's her father. Yeah, but other than that, like, what's what else is the storyline there? I don't know. But she's gonna be on the show. They're not gonna do a Kenobi no, series no, 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 and no, take no. place I ten. I want like a teenage Leia. Like, I let's well, let's have well, a this would be well, this would be here. middle age Leia if she comes back now. Well, Force Awakens, she was the beginning of the Rebels, so maybe they start the rebellion there with the teenage Leia. Could be. Would I mean, she be middle aged? This no, is, she'd be like thirty. If she comes in the Mandalorian, it would be after Return of the Jedi. Was she like eighteen? In four. Oh, technically, yeah, she was right? eighteen. She was eighteen and four. So, so she'd be in her thirties. Say... She'd be in her thirties. Yeah, that's not middle age. No, We're yeah. not middle aged. So I. It's just like denial. That sounds like you're saying someone's in denial. Right? How yeah. dare you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'm this... a few weeks away from 33. God, David. I didn't think this. Con- <laughs> I did not think this conversation would open up this possible. You know, this this depth. But like, I, I, I'm in. Like, yeah. So this is kind of where I'm thinking. Who knows? I'm. I know I'm wrong. But it's just some something that came to mind. The other, the only other thing that came to mind, if it's a known Jedi, is that Liam Neeson comes back as a Force ghost. That's quite yeah, on. Force Ghost. That's actually what I was oh. thinking. I think Force Ghost is way possible too. Yeah. So I guess we'll find cool, out next cool. week if it didn't happen in episode seven because I don't know because I haven't seen it. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up the news and what we watched this week, and it only took us an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get into Home Alone. Uh, if you're still listening, if you're thank still listening, you. yeah, absolutely. So Home Alone to me is one of the best top three Christmas movies of all time. Do you have it in your top five, Jen? Hmm. I mean, top you'll find five. out the full list next week, but yeah, next week. do you think it'll be in your top five? I don't know if it'll be in my five. Oh, I, really... I think it'll be in my ten. That's terrible. What about you, Rye? <laughs> That's definitely in my five. And Leo? Uh, I, think, I think I'm more with Jenny. I think part two might be in my five. Ew! Ooh! Oh my god, it just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so Home Alone turns thirty. I can't believe this movie's thirty years old. Yeah, and so like what I was three when it came out too. Yep. Three, uh so the co- the conception of Home Alone came from a personal experience of John John Hughes who wrote the film. Hughes explained, I was going away on vacation and making a list of everything I didn't want to forget. I thought, well, I'd better not forget my kids. Then I thought, what if I left my ten year old son at home? What would he do? Hughes then wrote eight pages of notes that developed on into the screenplay of the film. Imagining the children are naturally most scared of robbers, Hughes also worked that aspect into the plot of the film. Hughes is a genius. Was a genius. I, I wonder how this movie would have looked if he directed it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Because he, really he good, did yeah. write it. Because Hughes is more known for... He directed some of the greats, but he wasn't really... He was more of the writer of the films. So... The movie was originally financed to be distributed by Warner Brothers, and Hughes promised the studio that he could make the movie for no more than $10 million, considerably most in most future films. Concerned that the film might exceed the amount, and Warner would insist on keeping uh, to it, Hughes met secretly with 20th Century Fox and struck a deal with them. Um, early in the production, the the budget actually went up to 14 
$1.7 million, so it actually worked out. Casting-wise, there was never really any doubt it would be Macaulay Culkin because the of Uncle Buck, and that's what kind of... I don't know if you've ever seen Uncle Buck. Jenny, have you seen Uncle Buck? A long time ago. Uh, like Ryan, have you seen Uncle Buck? Nope. And Leo, have you seen that? No, never watched it. So there's a scene with John Candy and Macaulay Culkin that's like really iconic. You can actually find it on YouTube, that specific scene. And that scene is what got him home alone. Like it is so funny. It's such dry pan comedy. It really, really works. Um Hughes Hughes has Christopher Columbus to direct, who actually left National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I know Jenny hates a difficult actors. So he left because uh, Christopher Columbus <laughs> had issues. Yes, he had issues with Chevy Chase uh, during the pro- pre-production. Chevy Chase has always been a diva. He also, I think, he also kind of left Community. There were a lot of issues there too. Oh, yeah. That was still in his old age. Like, dude, you're not doing anything else. The movie released on November 10th, 1990, in Chicago, and then it released worldwide November 16th, 1990. Budget ended up being 18 million dollars, and at the time, it made 477.1 million dollars. <laughs> Wow. Yep. So let's get into some of these categories here. I actually want to start off with the play that funky music white boy part of this uh, of the of the discussion when we talk about the score of the film. I think that this score by John Williams is one of his most old underrated. I don't think people talk about this score as much. Uh, Leo, what do you think? I you know what, dude. I, I as I was watching part two, I realized how iconic the, the yeah the music in part one is. I'm like, wow, like. People don't call back how like, like memorable this 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 theme is, and how like throughout the music, the movie, like it actually plays a really pretty cute part. It, it enhances it. I definitely agree. It's underrated. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, totally agree. Like, uh, it's definitely one of his most underrated. Jennifer, I think I think the music is iconic. I think you hear it, and especially um, in the church scene. Yes. Like leading into it. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, it's and, just, you know, and John, John Williams, Williams gold. John Williams double dipped at the Oscars that year because of his original song, Somewhere in My Memory, and original score. Uh, let's get into, <laughs> I can't wait to do this one. What's age best? Leo, let's kick it off with you. <laughs> I have parents ignoring kids for work. That <laughs> That's great. Very well. Uh, Kieran Culkin aged very well. <laughs> Oh yeah, because he's uh, on, he's on Succession, right? Yes. Yeah, like his yeah. career. Like out of everyone in that movie, I expected him to be like the one that no one really ever cared about ever again. And he actually had one of the better careers of the people in that movie. Better than his brother at this point, right? Yeah, totally better. Like out of if someone were to tell you after watching Home Alone one and Home Alone two, hey, which Culkin brother is gonna do better? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, the you know what, dude? This is specifically for you. Um, the expression "wolf." <laughs> that is. Very well. Thank you, thank you. Um, and honestly, one, the one, the, the quintessential uh, COVID edition of what aged well: living in your house by yourself and how excited you are at the beginning, and then it slowly becomes terrifying. And oh scary. yeah. What about you, Rye? What do you have? Uh, John's Williams score and the booby traps. Jennifer, do you have anything? No, not. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of the movie age pretty well there are some things that did not age well that i have more on okay um but yeah. yeah awesome all right i have a few here michael jordan height poster yes oh dude i had it on my list i'm glad you mentioned it <laughs> the dry comedy of the film because i think the movie is 
there's a lot of dark comedy in the movie that really works. Uh, what else? John Williams score. Um, first class plane seats in 1990. Because I kept saying to Jen, I'm like, I know this isn't a real plane, but man, those seats are big. <laughs> what else do I have here? Uh, the brother from France. Because not only does he pay for these people to go over there, did you not? And I've never noticed this until this rewatch. His apartment has a full view of the Eiffel Tower. I want to know what his job is. I really want to know what his job is. Um, yeah, and that's what I have for age best. Age worse, and this is when it gets fun. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, I'll kick it off here. An entire family packing for a trip the night before. Mm-hmm. Jenny, Jenny was like, no, that's not. <laughs> Horrible. Like, the stress watching that. Obviously, when I was a kid, it didn't bother me. But now as an adult, I think I would have died. Uncle Frank. Nothing else. Oh, just just Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is the worst. <laughs> He's cheap. Like, what a He's dick. an asshole. Everything about him sucks. Uh, $122.50 for pizza. That's actually not that bad, to be honest. No, it, wasn't. it was $12. It, wasn't? it was $12 10 pies, each. $12 each. It, aren't pies yeah. $10 now? It depends on the deal that you get. And, and, where a, do- you and a Domino's are like $7. And size, right. Like these pizzas, I think, were large pizzas for $12. Fine. Which is a pretty decent deal. Um, Maybe I overreacted on the one twenty two fifty, but not the fact that like fucking Uncle Frank is a freeloading cheapskate here. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's okay, because that bothered me. Because it's like, dude, like these people brought you into their home, and the least you could do is pay for pizza or pay half. They're like for half your mouse to feed too. Yeah, you birthed those kids. Like, hello. Question: This is probably unanswerable. Are Frank's kids cheap in the future? Definitely, likely, probably. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder because Fuller gets to sleep by himself because he still wets the bed and all that. So he's very spoiled. So I think. I mean, I don't know about spoiled. I think it's just nobody wants to wake up to someone else's piss. In their I bed. guess you're right. Um, something else that's age bass Dyfus. Why do why do they keep why are they allowed to keep Kevin after this? Why doesn't Dyfus even visit once? But they don't need to. There was no abuse. But they left him alone in a house they when they're them... going to another country. Yeah, they left him alone. But look at the cops. Look at the shitty police. That I'm were thinking in the they movie. should. That I... also didn't age well. Like the cop eating the donut. That's all he wanted to do. And the other one wrapping presents. Like do that on your own time, lady. You're working here. Those are my tax dollars. I'm thinking there should at least be an investigation. That's all. That's I know, all but I'm look, saying. the cop went. He knocked for one second, and then he's like, yeah. "No one's home. Everything's fine." Like, no, bitch, it's not. And obviously, the worst thing is Kevin committed setting up premeditated murder. Yeah, these were intense. Like they definitely would have died firsthand, like on a lot of this shit. Right, they would have definitely died in part two. What do you got? Um, I only got Kevin's reaction to Buzz's girlfriend. Well, that's actually uh to try to lessen the offense to that. That's actually a boy. In the picture, Buzz's girlfriend. That might make it a little worse now. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, what do you got? Uh, I have Macaulay Culkin, aged terribly, physically and in his career. Yeah, that's uh, true. In the beginning of the movie, when um when Harry is pretending to be a cop, cops are in your house without a warrant, just hanging out. Oh my god, right. you're right. I didn't think about that. They don't have a warrant. Yeah, no but, warrant. Yeah, but he went in like making a call and everybody kept ignoring him 
but, so, no, but, but also, but, but imagine like t- in today's day and age with everyone's sensitivity about police officers, a cop just hanging out in your living room and no one invited him in. That did not age very well. Because they were all packing. They were all last minute and packing and distracted. Because like in a way, like he really didn't move from that, that open the he entrance didn't. way. No, like, he didn't. He really, yeah. He could just kind of peeked his head into the left side and the right just to kind of see like what he could get. But like for the most part, everybody kept ignoring him. So, I mean... It's kind of their own fault that he's in there. What else uh, you got, Leo? So, so I have a uh, yo. Kevin is a brat. You think like, so? I yes. Yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned why you love this movie and it's like in your top five. I don't love this movie too much because I never liked Kevin. I think Kevin did some cool stuff, but I, I think he's such a spoiled brat, man. Um, and I it's funny because I feel like nowadays his maybe the way he's acting in this movie is even more like exemplary of like what people behave like with with their kids yeah but i think in this movie he's such a brat man like he's yeah, he talks back to his mom he doesn't do what he's told like he's a brat what, uh what else you got cell phones cell phones i think this whole movie would have been resolved oh, yeah had, had <laughs> not even that i was thinking about it when we were watching all kevin has to do is call the cops and it's over like right well, when he finds out that he does yeah. you know when he starts missing his parents before it even escalates when he started missing his parents, he calls the cops and he says, hey, I'm home alone. It's over. Actually, one thing that I didn't know. Like, do you remember like the little boy that goes in, like that they mistake for Kevin? Jenny, doing just, the Jenny don't like him. Yeah. Jenny's like, why is he so nosy? I was like, this kid well, is mad nosy. Not only is he nosy, it's he's a little boy getting into a van with strange men. Like that can't be good. Like his <laughs> parents need to show him better than this. I think, but that also shows, I think it's a very different, and this just shows also when you're looking at it in a point, um, from a point of view of race or maybe just ethnicity, like the differences, right? Like this was white America suburban, right? They even said themselves, they didn't think that anything bad could happen in our neighborhood. Like Buzz said that, I think, to his sister. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's the worst case he's going to do, you know? Like that's what they were thinking of. Like they weren't even worried, this kid just walking freely around. Like I don't feel like in our neighborhood where we live, we wouldn't have just done that. And me as a girl, I wasn't let out of the house if I wasn't with someone. So it's just very, it's very different. Um, I don't know. and like then the, talking to strangers is one thing, but getting into the van, being in the front seat with the people, I'm like, yo, you don't know those men, dude. What are you doing? It could also be said that, like, since Kevin was, like, the youngest of his group, right, like, the parents by that point were probably less worried about things that, than they were for their for their oldest, which I guess would be Buzz. But, like, you know, and they were all distracted into their own things, so they weren't really paying attention. They were what, negligent. True. What else you got, Leo? The last thing. The last I have, uh, getting through airport security. Yeah, that's not going like, to be that easy. I, I, wow. I, I think about Frank saying, oh, our flight leaves in 46 minutes. I'm like, yeah, no way. No, no way. way dude, no way. And they didn't even check tickets. It's like, you know how many checks we have to go through now? Seriously. Jenny, what do you got? Yeah. Um. So I think the thing that like didn't age the best was a lot of it was how rich these people are. That house the amount of money, what the brother does for a living, like just the fact, and you kind of just see how much money they have also to spend when you watch the sequel in New York, especially the fact the end with the bill, obviously it was an astronomical bill, but um, you know, it, they just didn't seem phased. She didn't seem phased to be taking cabs everywhere. Um, And then just like all of this, like I think, you know, she had all this expensive jewelry she was trying to barter with, like just all this money that they had. She had $122 like that on cash, 
I don't know. Just just all the money that they had, that didn't yeah. age well for me. The McAllisters think... are all Republicans. They're all Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I think Buzz, Buzz didn't age well. Like, he fucking sucks. Like, I would have hated to have him as a brother. And I think their relationship now, because I'm sure once a bully, always a bully, I'm sure he was still a dick now. And if we had, like, a modern-day version of Home Alone again, and Macaulay Culkin is the dad now, I can assure you that, like, Buzz would definitely be the Uncle Frank in this situation, more than likely, and would still be kind of a bully to to Macaulay Culkin. Um, The tarantula doesn't age well for me either because I just don't like it. I hate it in the movie and like it's I don't I just don't like spiders. Um so that didn't age well for me. Uh Uncle Frank. Um what else? Uh yeah, I think that's it. The cops I mentioned before. Um yeah, and then just all the violence when you're really like it's hilarious because I was laughing at all the things that were happening to to the robbers, but um they really could have died multiple so when times. You look at it; it's like Kevin Mult- would have been if they had like died. Kevin would have been charged for murder. Yeah, seriously. Assault. All right, so that guy award. I went with Gary Bandman, who plays Uncle Frank. I don't think he did a lot of. I did his uh, his IMDb. That's search. mine too. Yeah, he did a lot of a uh, lot of TV. He was like on a lot of law shows in the nineties. Uh, Leo, what do you got? Honestly, just because of when I saw this movie, and I, 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 I gotta be honest, it's, it's Joe Pesci. Like when oh my I, God, it was the first time I ever saw it. This was this nineteen, like when, this came out in nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, dude, I was five years old. I had not seen Goodfellas. <laughs> what, what about you, Ryan? Who do you got? I got Daniel Stern. What? He was in Little yeah. Monsters before this. I, I just this um, is what I remember him from. He's also the voice of Kevin Arnold in the Wonder Years. Oh, duh, him. Too. Yeah, he's that's adult true. Kevin Arnold. Yep, he's true. who you listen to in every episode. Yeah, that's true. So I, yeah, I went. You went Uncle Frank too, right? Yeah, I did Uncle Frank. That's where I really know him from. That Lifetime Six Man of the Film Award Best Supporting Player. I tied here. I went Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern because they are gold. And I will say that they actually are more vicious in the first one. Like they actually are villains in the first one. In the second one, they're more like comedy fodder. I think here, yeah, like in the second one, they just really they just want their payday and then to get out. Like yeah. In the other one, they were more like sinister. Yeah, and more intentional about trying to get him. Yeah. Um, um, I went with Daniel Stern. Leo, what are you? Player. Um, what are you? My sixth man. I went Catherine O'Hara as Kate McAllister. I think her performance and just you see how like heartbroken she is that she realized what she did. Uh, I think that she puts in a lot of heart in this movie, whereas. Um, there's a lot of comedic relief from the, the rest of the cast. You know what? Actually, now that you bring, I'm not changing my thing, but I do think she was she was terrific. I think he showed a lot of um, humanity. She realized she's like, how could I have forgotten him? And then you know what? What didn't age well? The father. Uh, rest in peace, <laughs> rest in peace, John Hurd. Um, but Peter. like he did not. Like, he just was not as concerned about Kevin that way she was. And, like, honestly, I would have probably just left the other kids in France with Uncle Frank and and the aunt. I don't even know her name. And left them there and then gone back with his wife. But, like, he let his wife do all of this shit, okay, to get back to Kevin when he should have been there with his wife. So, yeah, that's my gripe. I will say, you know what's funny? I For all these years, speaking of Catherine O'Hara, this is her iconic role. And now it's not. Which is crazy. It's different. It's to a different generation now. Because even me, 
And a lot of people I grew are up putting it together now. I grew up with Home Alone, and I'm like, no, that's Moira now. Yeah, like, everyone's putting it together. There's been all these, like, memes, like, oh, my God, did you realize that the mom from Home Alone? Ryan, have you seen Tw- Shit's Creek yet? Ryan has not seen Shit's Creek yet. All right. No. Moving on. I have on. not seen it. <laughs> Becky O'Shea Icebox Award, MVP of the film. Oh, I- and my supporting is Pesci. Oh, okay. I will for Icebox MVP. I will Macaulay Culkin. That movie works because Macaulay Culkin's performance. So I went there. Uh, Jenny, who do you go with? Yeah, same. I, I don't think Leah will Macaulay Culkin. I didn't. No, my MVP. The the reason this movie works in my eyes is Harry and Marv. I have okay. the Wet Bandits as my MVPs. No, nothing wrong there. I think those three together are like the glue of the movie. Uh, Ryan, who do you go with here? I went with Macaulay Culkin. Nice. All right, so before I get into, like, the fun facts, I have a few fun facts. Jenny? There's, oh, wait, Dave. Peaks there's and no valleys. crying in baseball and the peaks and valleys. Oh, yeah, peaks and valleys, duh. Wait, no crying in baseball. I didn't cry. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry, but I really like the ending. Yeah, I sort think of. I, so two moments that I think are very poignant are in the church when he's talking to old man, old Marley. man Marley. And I think because he really, like, he that's when he realizes, like, I don't, I don't need to be scared. You're a stranger. I don't need to be scared of you. Like, I don't need to believe in the story that I'm being told that mm-hmm. you're a scary guy like when he really sat down to talk to him and I think that's what the world needs more of is really sitting down with people and talking to them and hearing their story Yeah, I think that made a click and that made a change for him which also opened up why he was so open to the bird lady in Home Alone Listen, 2 I have something to say that's about different. the bird lady anyway so I think that moment was poignant and I really like the ending I think the ending was really nice yeah. where like he finally does like he takes Kevin's advice because he yeah, sometimes, I agree. sometimes I kids just really Really simplify it for you and they just they're like well i don't know why it's so complicated like adults complicate complicate things, things. yeah you're kids right. are so simple and it's just like you're right why am i making this harder and the fact that like he reached out to his son and he finally got to to be able to like reunite with his son and his granddaughter yeah was a really nice moment yeah very very true very heartfelt moment continue peaks peaks uh my peak is macaulay culkin Macaulay Definitely. Culkin. 100%, yes. 1,000%, yes. Ryan, oh. who do you go with? Uncle Frank. What? <laughs> page master. Dude, you think the page master? No, no. Peak is he never did anything better than Home Alone. Are you going to sit here two. on this podcast and say that Home Alone 2 and the page master are better than... No, no, no. I actually have the page master on VHS, but I don't find it better than Home Alone. Yeah, home. I don't understand you guys thinking Home Alone Two is better. It's thirty minutes too long. That movie should not be two hours. Why are you hating on? And I like and I like Home Alone Two a lot. There's no way that movie should be two hours. There's so much fucking fodder in that movie. Okay, but don't. I think I also relate to it. I think I relate to it differently because. I love the fact that like New York is almost just as much a character in the movie. Like, yeah, he's he's sure, going around sure. New York. He's discovering New York. He's discovering the plaza. Like all of these things, like every Christmas, like I would go with my family. We would go and walk down Fifth Avenue. We'd go see the Rockefeller Center tree. We would go down to the plaza to the entrance of the park. FAO shorts when it was there and now it's back, but it's not in the same place. But anyway, like we would do that whole thing. Look at all the store windows in the cold, the Disney store that used to be on fifth Avenue, not in times square. We would go there. We would go into Trump tower before it was bad. And like, there was a nice, (laughs) there was a nice Christmas tree in there. Like it was a nice setup. Like everything. Those were things that we used to do. So like all the places that Kevin visited, I visited as a kid. So I related it 
differently. I also saw this movie in theaters. Like I was old enough to see this one. Yeah. Home Alone 2 in yeah. theaters. I'm going to I'm going to preface this. So and I relate to it because I grew up in this area and me, I grew up near New York and I knew everywhere. And how cool and hello, I owned a talk girl. Which, like it was which, so cool. Which like, doesn't it which never existed in the Home Alone universe. Doesn't so matter. that doesn't count. Doesn't matter. I had it. Still, so still I, works. Before we before we move on to Valley, I'm just gonna cast. I'm just gonna say this. They Jenny doesn't shock me. I've <laughs> this is doesn't shock me. But you and Leo thinking that it's better reminds me it's it's like a Grease 2 situation, guys. <laughs> so you two are on my shit you list now. You always have to relate you, it back to Grease 2, but it doesn't matter. Saying my girl to saying Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1 is like saying my girl 2 is better than my girl. I didn't say it was better, but I enjoy it more. I like it more. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, I didn't I say it was more. better because you can't have the second one without having the first. But well. I enjoyed it. No, but it's true, but I enjoyed it differently and i enjoyed it better because i relate with the whole new york and all everything gotcha in it. all right valley joe pesci he won an oscar and he yeah, absolutely yes that's yeah. it that's yeah, all joe i need pesci. to say pesci. it's like tell me tell me your valley and why it's joe pesci <laughs> just when you won the oscar and it's joe fucking pesci and he just had one of the best performances of the year just last year so yeah joe pesci um so before we finish off with home alone 2 i had i did something for you guys I actually went ahead and got an article that lists how much money they spent, the McAllister spent on all their trips. Oh, wow. Plane tickets from Chicago to Paris. Do you want to guess how much the uncle, so apparently the brother from France paid for it. Do you want to know how much, I want to guess how much they paid, Leo, any guesses? It was 15 people, right? 15 people, yes. Jeez, man, I don't know. And we're, think, gonna... and we're thinking this is a overseas trip this isn't just to, from chicago to new york type of thing i have no sense of how much these tickets cost i i, I do um, i don't know i don't know uh i'm saying 25 grand <laughs> Lee, uh, ryan any guesses um i'm gonna say 30 grand Thirty-five thousand three hundred and twenty, just on the flights what the heck? wait back in 1990 yep the we th- this i actually um the hundred and twenty-two dollar fifty cent pizza today inflation would actually be two hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Damn. This one's funny. Repairing the damages from Kevin's battle plan. So this article kind of did the math of how much you know what was destroyed, so on and so forth, and they estimated that it would be fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, would cost to fix the house, and I don't think that's that bad compared to with all the damage that was done. I don't think that's that bad. Well, let's, not, let's all take into consideration the damage he did to Buzz's room. Because Buzz had some cool collectibles that yeah. Kevin did, just did not respect. Yep. <laughs> the 14 plane tickets from Chicago. Was it 14? No. It was still 15. So the tickets for plane tickets from Chicago to Miami and Home Alone 2, that cost $9,927. Next up, I think this is actually maybe on the low end. But the ticket, the taxi cab from the airport to Man- to Midtown Manhattan. So uh, that's supposed to be Newark in Home Alone 2. So that would... Uh, Wait, t- I thought it was LaGuardia. I think it's... I, th- I think Jen pointed out the direction of where... What he's looking at and what faces the Midtown. I think it's supposed to be Newark. But remember, if he looks out the... Oh, I mean, I guess I, that would make sense. That would make sense. But I, I honestly thought because of the shots they chose to show that... He was looking at it from LaGuardia. Yeah, I mean, 
this may fix the price on this. So it would be $55 from for the airport fare. I think it should be a little bit more. I th- definitely, yeah, definitely I th- more. Yeah. The Roman candles that he bought in Chinatown were $10 per pack. Next up, the overnight accommodation at the Plaza Hotel was $625 a night. That's it? No, I'm lying. It would be $1,100. Taxes and rentals not included a night. There you go. That yeah. sounds <laughs> The villa that they stayed in in Miami would be $693 a night. Next up, the plane ticket from Miami back to New York would be 1872 would be one way. So round trip back to Chicago after would be $3,150. Holy crap, man. The, the room service is 967 which I still think it's a little low. Yeah, so same. Approximately for everything spent on here, it would be $55,000 that Peter McAllister and family spent in Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. I I can't yeah, it's it's crazy. They that's why they're rich. Yep, yep. and and yep. now some Home Alone fun facts, and then we can finish up. Number one, Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted Culkin to think he was mean. Love it. Number two, Catherine O'Hara revealed in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. Oh, that's cute. Number three, the picture Kevin finds and buzzes girlfriend was a picture of a boy made up to look like a girl because director Chris Columbus thought it uh, it would be too cruel to make fun of a girl like that. Apparently to Ryan it's even worse. <laughs> Number four, Joe Pesci kept forgetting that he was filming a family movie during his character's on-screen outburst so director Christopher Columbus advised him to say fridge instead of the F word. <laughs> Good stuff. Number five, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern felt so indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting, so they intentionally gave the over-the-top performances. Neither one expected them expected the movie to be a hit. Wow. The movie that Kevin watches on videotape is not a real movie, but, I know. but footage specially created based on Angels with Dirty Faces, along with yeah, starring Jam- Jimmy uh, James Cagney. This is funny. Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was 30 years old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, when the filmmakers... And middle-aged. Yep. When the filmmakers... <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the filmmakers initially had initially cast Daniel Stern for the role of Marv, Stern agreed to shoot for six weeks. When producers later said that they needed him for eight weeks, he actually had a drop uh, from the project. And Daniel Roebuck, who is in Matlock... Uh, was cast and they just it just didn't work so they were able to accommodate to bring Stern back uh, the movie originally had more scenes of the family in Paris but test audience wanted to get back to Kevin and my favorite every time I do these facts I this is my favorite part of it casting what ifs Robert De Niro and John Lovitz were considered for the role of Harry wow De Niro would have gone comedy that early I, I think he had a oh, well he did king of comedy so he had already um, done comedy. Je- Jenny gave me the face like she. I don't think she would have liked De Niro. And I hate John Lovett, so no. I I hate John Lovett. So yeah, Lovett. Yeah. Ryan, something tells me you like John so Lovett. Because it was unexpected, no, and I'm you not, had. I'd love it at all. It's crazy that you mentioned Pesci. You Pesci. had him funny, and well, when was my cousin Vinny? Two years later. 
Oh, it was two years later? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Pesci did Goodfellas and Pesci did Goodfellas and um and Home Alone this year. Uh the role of Uncle Frank was actually written for Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, it could have been. No. No, I think yeah. I would have been fine with it. And the, Peter McAllister, here are who was lined up to play him. Michael Douglas, Kevin Costner, Martin Sheen, Dan Aykroyd. Hold on. I lost the list here. Charles Gooden, John Travolta. Wow. Tom Skerritt, Bill Murray, Jim Belushi, Chevy Chase, Harrison Ford, Tom Hanks, Sean Penn, Mel Gibson, Sylvester Stallone, Christopher Lloyd, Rick Moranis, Dennis Quaid, Jack Nicholson, John Goodman, Robin Williams, Steve Martin, Alan Thicke, Bruce Willis, Tony Danza, Dave Thomas, Robert Hayes, John Ritter, Ed O'Neill, Jeff Daniels, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all considered for the role of Peter McAllister. So was I there anyone Jack not Nicholson. considered? I would have loved Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson being an indifferent father would have been fantastic. I could have seen Steve Martin. I think you guys are going to appreciate the next one. Go. Consider to play Harry and Peter, Al Pacino. Harry and Peter? Harry yeah. Marv. No. He was considered oh, to play and Harry and Peter. Yeah, one no. of the two. Al Pacino would have never done this. Can you imagine? He him as Marv. Why do you take your shoes off? And then Al Pacino with the response? No? No. You just No. I was waiting for you to do it, Dave. That's why I'm waiting. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for, but then it was just silence. Oh, why? Anyway, continue. All right, I'll do it. So, <laughs> Moff, why do you take your shoes off? <laughs> and then as Peter McAllister... You have on the plane. How could we do this? We forgot him. We didn't forget him. We just miscounted. Because she's got a great <laughs> ass. And you got your head all the way up it. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, next up, the, the movie originally ended with Peter asking where else Kevin, what else Kevin was up to. And it would be a, a breaking the fourth wall. So that scene that you like was originally not in the movie. The ending? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. John Hughes felt that it was needed after like that scene at the church for a full closure on yeah on old man marley and i think it cements it as like a good christmas mm-hmm. uh narrative yeah, I like agree. a good yeah. Yeah. story right? and then finally uh there is a legend that elvis presley made a cameo in this movie where uh, it just says there's a there's a there's a myth kind of like the three men and a baby ghost thing yeah, but I want to see. But that's actually a Ted dancing cutout. Yeah, so you're gonna have to look online for more details on that. Okay. And then last, finishing up on Home Alone two, I don't think it's as good as you guys, but you guys love it, huh? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, who didn't like the thing is is that we're all living. First of all, we're all living vicariously through Kevin. The fact that like what kid wouldn't I mean right in the beginning would definitely be scary, but look at all the independence he had and all that quiet time. And then once he realized, once he got over his fear, he was having a blast. Like, he was making himself Sundays. He ordered himself a cheap, plain cheese pizza. He was watching movies and all the commercialism that you were seeing, all those cans. And that was, like, great. Like, we lived vicariously through him. And then now in New York, his family's in Florida and I'm in New York. And, like, we get to live, be at the plaza or, like, just be in all these places and, like, live through him. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just an adventure story, and we're all, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just good. No, it's good. It's, you know, for me, I just prefer the first one. But uh, last bit, I do have some f- fun facts here, some five more. McCullough Culkin was paid $4.5 million for the sequel, which is the biggest salary ever to an 11-year-old at the time of the filming, which is crazy. Uh, the movie was actually shot at the Plaza in the Central Park suite. Entertainment Weekly had a doctor analyze what the actual effects of the injuries to Harry and Marv would be. And dead. Dead. Yeah, you kind of nailed it. Right, oh, they, yeah, no, part two. Part two is brutal, vicious. bro. I'm like, he the, threw bricks down at his head four <laughs> times. I, I think the bricks, that's it. They did, yeah. I think Joe Pesci may have died in the car, like in, in the... Oh, yeah, when he fell. Yeah, when, yeah, the, the, the little, like, seesaw thing. Yeah, the seesaw. I think he would have died there. And then Marv is done with the bricks. Like, there's no way he survives that. Yeah. But, I mean, to make matters worse, he had the electrocution. The the shelf of paint cans that, yep. were prob- that were all full, so that was heavy. An empty paint can is one thing, but a full paint can is a weapon. Yep. And um, The chest, the tool, the chest tool, oh, yeah, chest the of chest. tools. Um good placement there too for uh yeah and then there is john john hughes and chris columbus have gone on record saying that this is a straight up remake uh remake of home alone one that there's nothing they pretty original. much there's yeah. nothing original with home alone 2 they just did the same thing well they followed again. the same gimmick yeah sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't this one did work it's kind of like the hangover it still earned a lot of money. oh yeah, yeah i mean the hangover 2 earned a lot of money and that movie is trash and it's essentially the same movie just in a different location. This worked because of what Jenny said, that it's New York. So, yep, and that wraps it up. Uh, you mean we're not going to talk about three and up? <laughs> no. You there can. Is, there is no movie. <laughs> you can. Anything with Alex D. Linz is off the list. Yeah, you can talk about it. I will pretend it never happened. Uh, I guess la- last thoughts would be, what are your thoughts on the reboot series? Not necessary. Wait, what? <laughs> I guess. I guess they want to introduce it. They want to keep the longevity of the movies, and they want to introduce it to to new kids. So I feel like that's where it's going to go. Are we going to get a cameo in this series? Probably. I think so. I mean, I think that would bring in the parents, right? Like, I mean, when we have kids, we're going to show them this movie. Yeah. So I feel like that continues the legacy, but the series yeah. adds a little more. A few weeks It'll ago, direct, director Chris Columbus actually commented on it. He says, no asking if they got in touch with him. He said, no, nobody got in touch with me, and it's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. What's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have had the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle twice. It's just not going to happen, so why do it? It's like doing a paint-by-numbers version of a Disney animated film, a live-action version at that. What's the point? It's been done. Do your own thing. Even if you feel miserably, at least you have come up with something original. I agree 100%. So he was mm-hmm. ambiguous. He didn't have a, a, a actual set decision on what he wanted. Then he, yeah. he was very yeah mixer. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, the only thing, the only reason I'm somewhat interested is because it's the little boy from Jojo Rabbit as the lead. Yeah, that's the only reason that I have any intrigue in this. But yeah, we'll see what happens. And then that wraps everything up. Next week we are going to list our best and worst Christmas films of all time, and I can't wait to see Grease two on Jenny's list. Grease Un- 2 doesn't until- take place at Christmas. Until then, see you at the movies, kids.